You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 167. Welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world. And we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences, so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 167. Ciento Sesenta y Siete. We are coming to y'all with a, I think, a good topic, a deep thought topic, um, one that I think we all can relate to in some form or another. We had this. I'll let John kind of piggyback on it from a um, listener, and that is becoming who you are called to be in life. I think it's going to be a good topic, boys. John, you want to expound on how we got this sucker? Yeah, guys, this is uh, an interesting topic. You know, it just came came up. Uh, it wasn't a direct um, link, but it was something that just uh, came to my mind while I was in Mass this weekend. Um, the deacon was preaching, and it was kind of along the lines. Some of it was kind of along the lines of this, so it was just something that hit me during Mass. So after uh, walking out of Mass, I texted the guys and said, hey guys, what do y'all think so about this? this is inspired by Johnny. I don't know. Nice. I'm not going to take credit for that. <laughs> Authentic... <laughs> Yeah, a little bit of thought, man. Maybe the Holy Spirit was speaking to you Mm -hmm. while you were sitting in Mass, you know? I'm going to give the deacon or the Holy Spirit the credit. How about that? We'll give you some Maybe I was just, my kids, I was by myself, so that might have been it. Maybe the Holy Spirit was talking to me and it was, (laughs) there wasn't a whole lot of chaos, so I heard it. (laughs) Where were you at Mass, man? I was at Mass at Queen of Heaven sitting outside. um, Living your best life. By the little water fountains. Ooh, so nice. Walked right over. It was great. What do you think, Cece? That's awesome. I mean, I think about old Steve becoming the father of five that he never <laughs> thought he would have been in that journey. <laughs> Took him a long time to hear that voice. But uh, no, I thought this was a great topic, actually. Um, you know, I kind of reflect on this in my in a, in a way, and I never thought about it as a as a topic. I didn't even conceptualize it. It's uh, you think about like who are we called to be? You know, from a profession or a family man or not using the gifts God gave us versus becoming who God wants you to be, which he has a calling for all of us. And so I look at it as a faith journey and also like a life journey. And maybe those should become the same thing. Maybe they should merge. So I'm anxious to talk about this. Well, before we do roll our way into the topic, we're going to spin over to the Would You Rather, and we're going to spin back to John this week, man. Kind of good to have you back in the chair, buddy. Well, you know, I did as usual, I didn't have anything planned, but uh, I came up with something. And this is kind of on the extreme end of the situation, okay? So, would you rather be hungry or thirsty? So, not just like it's getting 10 o'clock in the morning, getting close to lunch, I'm hungry. I mean, you're pretty hungry. You're pretty darn thirsty. Your tongue is That's dry. because you were it's hungry looking... this morning when I talked to you. Maybe so. I don't know. <laughs> Still I am. I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> so, kind of on the extreme end of each one. Huh. I'm going to go with... So I'd rather be hungry or thirsty. I mean, you tell them I'm could getting, get dry I'm getting stuff to, like to the inside of your the, mouth. The 
So if I'm thirsty, that means I would rather eat. Am I taking this in right? Would I rather be? So I'm choosing what state to be in. Uh, I'd probably rather be. Because I'm like, if you eat, certain foods have like mm, liquid in them. It has watermelon. Yeah, give me an orange. Some other fruit and kind of quench your. Yeah, I'd probably rather just be thirsty and, and be able to eat the food. Let me just leave it at that. I don't even have a good explanation besides I can. <laughs> that's actually a good you one. Know, I know. I'm going to give tough. you a two out of ten on that answer. Better than zero. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather be, I think, hungry. And the only reason that I can say this is, <laughs> so you ever watch that show Naked and Afraid? Yeah. These guys are out there. This guy and girl are out in the, and the episodes where they're out in somewhere hot and they're, they haven't had any water, like, I stress out for him. Like, just give me some water. You know? Like, <laughs> He's I, like I wish I could like, be there with the margarita. You're getting dizzy because you're parched and your body just wants water. But if you're hydrated, these folks sometimes go two or three days before they eat. I thought about that so too. Yeah, you could fill your body up and you can go longer yeah, on liquid. But I, I mean, he's... You'd waste away, I guess, eventually. Yeah. You need protein and stuff. But, golly, just that thirst. Um Sometimes it's hard to eat and not have anything to drink after, you know. That's true. That's true. I'm going to go. I'd rather be, I guess I'd rather be hungry. How about you? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, yeah, you can't obviously go longer periods of time uh, without eating. And I watched an interesting little documentary on um, long fasting, like extended periods of time, medically supervised, uh, uh, where a lady went in with some chronic illnesses and trying to get those under control. And it was a 28-day fast. Water, 28 water days. only. So it was pretty pretty wild. Um, wow. But obviously, you can go long periods of time. What was uh, the outcome? All of her medical conditions improved. She lost a ton of weight. Um, so that's what she was trying to achieve. Um, so I don't know. It's, there's, I don't know. You should check it out. I was thinking about hot dog the whole time. And he's like, days. oh. Dude, that's solid. You know, I love it. I like the intermittent fasting. And I like, know. That's taking it to an extreme. <laughs> like really extreme. I've been thinking of trying to just do a full 24 hour fast. <laughs> well, look, there's a guy next door I work with who's doing a seven day water only fast. Wow. Yeah, in one of the docs, the anesthesia docs. Oh, really? Yes. Man. So Is I'm, there any particular I reason? Talk to him about it. In person it was just the nurses were like oh yeah dr so-and-so is doing a seven day water only fast and we're mm. like are you, how are you gonna do that and we're asking them questions like no i think it's gonna be all right you know they must have done it before but i want to actually bring that up with them and yeah, find out there's what it's a lot about. of good literature on the health on on uh some of this stuff you know yeah with that being said i guess i would probably just be hungry and try to fill my belly up with some fluids and maybe curb that appetite a little bit and that does help that is one of the things if you or trying to curb your appetite drink a little bit more water um, that should help you out a little bit. So I'm going to go with being hungry. Interesting. Would you rather? I know. <laughs> That's good. You should check out that. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll have to look it up in the history and see. But long-term fast, baby. Wow. 28 wow. days. thought he was going to say something like seven. Okay. Let's wheel our way into the topic here. And that is becoming who you are called to be in life. And I think this is a, man, it's a good topic. Something that I always, or I've looked at for a long time on, man. What is my purpose in life? What, what am I supposed to be doing here? And if so the first thing I wrote down was still figuring it out. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think it's something that, you know, we're, we have a steady pull to what we're being called to as a young age. Obviously, you see people throughout history have done really amazing things. Uh, some of the saints 
starting off at very young ages. So I think for all of us, it's probably there all the time. Um, I know certainly uh, in my own situation, I spent a lot of time not listening to uh, some of those things. So uh, I think it just depends on where you are uh, mentally, spiritually, um, and what your environment is like as to when you hear those uh, calls of what you're supposed to do. Yeah, when I first heard this topic, I'm like, all right, so becoming who you were called to be, and at first I was like, are are you called to be an attorney? Are you called to be the doctor? Or is that just what you chose to do on earth? You know, is it your will or God's will? Are you serving God through those? You know, sometimes you hear people like, they get a job just because they need the money, but they're not doing what they feel like they're called to do, or even outside of work. Um, You know, you talk to April, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up. You know, like, after raising kids, like, what do I want to be? And like, I guess... In a sense, she's living God's will, right? Mm-hmm. She was, she's already on track. Was, she's on track to do what she was called to do. And I, I think we all are as well, just from knowing each other all this time and, you know, knowing our hearts and how we serve our clients. But, you know, me personally, like you said, Steve, the journey wasn't always as clear cut. You know, I think probably more selfish initially um, as far as what I wanted to do or become because uh, I liked the sciences or I liked helping people, but I wasn't tying that to maybe god's will perhaps and so for me it's like you know the becoming has been a journey a 45 year old 45 year journey uh and it's cool to look back at all the little milestones of conversion in my heart from college to the married years to the years where you know i struggled spiritually and then have these ups and downs and these desert times and then i had these highs and I mean, even after all these years, I feel like in the last five years has, you know, really started to to move along, you know, doing consecration to St. Joseph. You know, I really connect with St. Joe and um, because, you know, he's the patron saint of families and, you know, all these amazing virtues that I strive to get better at over time. So I I feel like that's a constant journey, but I think I'm becoming slowly, you know, Um, still working on it. How about you, Hot Dog? I think that's a good point that y'all are kind of both making, and maybe that is that we are called, you know, who we are called to be is different at different times in our life. You know, y'all are both alluding to that somewhat, and I think that's something that I've had to kind of deal with in the sense of, man, I thought I would have had kids by now, and one of my, what I believe callings is to be, you know, a father, husband, et cetera, and having to wait on God's time for that, but maybe in the past X amount of years trying to, you know, be something else, you know, a friend or um, a better brother, son, job, world, etc., or just learning about myself. And sometimes I think God puts us where we need to be when we don't necessarily want to be there or understand that, but that's him calling us to be at that place at that time. And the other thing that kind of comes to my mind, it's like, who are you called to be? I think a lot of us do identify with like our job could be what one of us and what we're doing, doctors, lawyer, or like, you know, April or somebody who's a stay at home mom. That's like, can be your identity in a, in a sense of what you're doing. But at the same time, like is who you're called to be also like the characteristic of what you do. Like I think about that. I, I don't want to identify like, I'm not, I don't know that I was called to be a lawyer, but I think I was called to help and serve others. Right. And I can do that kind of through my, um, profession but also like in doing that in life sharing and things just kind of like this getting y'all on board do the podcast helping others that's like something a characteristic that I feel you know that I enjoy and where I feel like I'm called to be and it just so happens that my job provides a living in doing that what do y'all think about that you know maybe your identity through like your job or a characteristic you like to do in life versus like 
the underlayment idea of what you're doing. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. And to me, I, I look back throughout my life and just think about whenever I was younger, I'm like, I'm a professional player. I'm just going to be a play, a kid running around doing this all the time. And, you know, maybe that was what I was called to do as ant a farming. young child, <laughs> ant farming, um, to just, you know, live in that joyful state of being uh, appreciative and just living life to the fullest and every day. And then, you know, you get a little older, you go to high school and you're, you know, want to be a good athlete, be uh, play football, run track, do all those things. And, uh, you know, you, you do take on some of those things as an identity uh, within your school, your community of you, you, you know, you do certain things. And I agree. I, I definitely think there's a lot of people who get stuck in that identity of I do X, Y, and Z or whatever it is. For me personally, I really felt like that I was always being called to become a chiropractor. And, you know, maybe that's why I have, I do feel such uh, great fulfillment by, um, you know, doing that every day. Um, it's a wonderful thing that I get to help people, you know, most of the people that we treat improve and get better, you know, whatever it is. So, it just depends on where you are in your life and how those different callings, I think, change, you know, depending on where you are in your state. It's, uh, I don't know, just an interesting conversation. I'm enjoying this, guys. This is awesome. I, I actually had that sort of tug of war as well because, <clears throat> you know, if God called us to be a disciple and, and, and teach people about him and bring people closer to him and minister to them. I often felt guilty because I wasn't doing that on a daily basis, right? I would kind of make the excuse, well, I'm a pain doc, and I see people in pain. They talk about pain all day, and I, I'm, I counsel them, and I try to make them feel better and give them a solution, you know, best within my skill set. And and I, at first I was like, well, that's kind of an excuse, or is it not? Is that the ministry God's called me to? And April's like, no, you are doing all these things. But I always felt guilty because that was my excuse for not maybe doing other things or mm. outside of work. Like, oh, I don't have time for that because I'm tired of this and that. So... You know, it's um, it's like embracing how you can do God's will in your career, whether or not it's something directly related to helping others or you're serving something bigger than yourself, but also, you know, what are you doing outside of that? You know, what's your motivations? And uh, so I often kind of had that tug, like, is my job really serving God's will? I mean, it is, or is it a selfish reason? Or am I doing more outside of work that I, sh you know... That's, that's kind of the thoughts I have whenever you brought those topics up. Yeah, and what do y'all think about, like, becoming who we are called to be, not just for ourselves, but to other people? I mean, y'all can kind of probably toggle on this more than me, but, like, you know, I think about sometimes, again, in my situation, maybe as, you know, uh, owning a business, to the our business is multiple for the people who work for me, or, you know, becoming who we're called to be to y'all as a friend, or to um you know various people in our lives our parents siblings but in y'all's case becoming who you're called to be as a role model to your kids or as a spouse something like that what do you think about not just becoming who you're called to be as an individual but to other people no i think that's a very important deal and that was something for me that i was trying to hide from and run away from for an extended period of time saying no i don't, I don't need any kids i don't want any my own kids well you know, whenever I married my wife, I, I got a young man already on board. So that was one thing that I was, you know, still resistant to that idea and saying, I don't need any of my own kids. I'm good. And, you know, here we are now <laughs> about to add on number five. So that's something that I was resistant to Did not um, hear that call. from the beginning. No, but I guess I probably heard it. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. <laughs> Had enough. Thank you. <laughs> 
But that, uh, you know, so far has been just an unbelievable, undescribable reward uh, in stepping into that role and fulfilling that role to start off with Andrew as a stepdad. And then um, with the other younger boys, it's just an amazing thing. I mean, you guys both hit your nail on the head as far as like our calling as men. In a sense, Matt, you alluded to like there's a stages of life, right? You're you'd be the best son you can be, the best brother, the best friend. And then there's an evolution, like Steve mentioned. He was doing that, and he's like, wait, I'm not called to be a father for more than one, and here he is at five now. Yeah, I was like, no. And he's doing a hell of a job, which, by the <laughs> way, which is awesome. And I look at my own self. You know, it's like, you know, we're called as men to, to be leaders of our families and to protect and guide and, you know, cherish our wives and our children and, and show them the way. And I think there's a identity crisis right now in the country with men and understanding their place, and, and they've lost sight of what God called them to be a lot of them, you know, and, and it's tough cause it has a ripple effect through the family, you know, and I think a lot of the societal, um, issues we're going through right now have to do with this identity crisis in men. And so I think there's a calling for us to, to kind of come back to God and ask him what his will is. And, and whether you're a father or a son or a brother, it's all the same or a priest, you know, mm-hmm. and I highly recommend if you haven't done it, um, there's a book called The Consecration of St. Joseph by Father Calloway. It's a little 30-day deal. You read a couple pages a day, but it it really sort of shows how St. Joseph was the ultimate example for the Holy Family, you know, being Mary's mm-hmm. husband and Jesus' father. And it's super cool because it lets you focus on all of his virtues, and it lets you reflect on your own life and maybe how you're doing good in some and not so good in others. And... Uh, I found it a very valuable tool, and I think if everybody kind of started going down that rabbit hole, it could be a different world. I agree, and I think, too, perspective comes a lot into this when I think about this. Again, when we just look at ourselves and what we think we're supposed to be doing or what we enjoy, because I was thinking, man, is this also like a difference of, well, Matthew likes to do X, Y, and Z, but that's not necessarily what God is like liking for Matthew to do. Um, or, you know, you can kind of get caught up in your own desires and wants and what you are thinking but when you kind of look at a different perspective of someone else like y'all alluded to saint joe or different saints or different people in your life lives i think that the perspective on things can give you more of a clear understanding of you know maybe going down the right path insofar as who you are called to be yeah and on the perspective note you know all of us were put on this earth um, to be utilized as instruments to carry out god's will so um, again, you know, I'm probably one of the worst ones probably at the table for sure, uh, that has difficulty listening to what that, uh, instruction may be. So, um, just to be refreshed and remember and think of it that way, that's an interesting, um, very special task that we're all assigned to. No, I think we're all equally <laughs> struggle. I think what happens in my opinion is a lot of times we go through stages where, you know, it's all about not just your family, but your brothers and your friends, you know, helping each other out. And you guys have helped me at times. And I know I've hopefully been there for you at times. And that's a, that's a challenge too, is being a good friend and being able to offer support to those, those brothers in need or sisters in need, you know, because God called us to help them. And so, you know, if anything, we're all on this roller coaster of doing God's will probably, and also not doing God's will, you know, and needing somebody to help you kind of through those dark times or through those right times. And, uh, so that's awesome. All right, guys. Uh, really enjoyed the topic. I think this was good, John. I'm glad that uh, the Holy Spirit, the deacon. <laughs> I was listening, deacon. <laughs> really, really pulled you in out there on that wonderful little outside mass you had there. Um, 
before we do kind of shut it down, we're going to move ourselves into the weekly segment of what made you hit the gas or what made you pump the brakes. And we're going to flip it over to CC this week. What you got, bub? Well, since y'all put me on the spot, um, let's see. I'm going to hit the brakes. You know, for Lent, a lot of times people like to uh, sacrifice, give things up. It's been a challenge for me, but I'm doing it. But I, I gave up alcohol. And we, as you know, over all the podcasts, we talk about Krigeritas and bourbon and things. Uh, something I like to partake in. So no alcohol. And of course, doing a little diet called Whole30, which is just a kind of a one month. Just a little diet. Yeah. It's pretty extreme. It's a, it's a difficult. Yeah, it's tough. Anyway, it's a pretty heavy sacrifice. And been challenging, but I've been doing it. But uh, yeah, that's multiple restaurants. Imagine going to your favorite Mexican restaurant and just staring at everybody drinking Ritas and eating the <laughs> chips and salsa. It's just tough. But I think you go through stages of mourning. And uh, it's cool. I'm at the acceptance phase. Yeah, you look, you look pretty <laughs> bright and chipper. Yeah, very last <laughs> week. I feel great. I feel great. I mean, I think I lost 10 pounds in two weeks. Wow. And so it's awesome, just inflammation and whatnot. But it's funny. I thought that was the main thing I was going to say. But in this conversation, something we alluded to before the podcast started, I mentioned St. Joe. We were in Houston this weekend, went to some random church, and it just happened to be uh, these three uh, Franciscans talking about the mission they were going to do. And the whole thing was about healing the families, this sort of, you know, not just physical, but mental, spiritual. And they had a, a devotion to St. Joseph, and they brought the oils from St. Joseph's Oratory in Montreal, Canada, which is the largest basilica dedicated to St. Joseph. And going to do a special blessing for everybody there, as well as the men, particularly. And it was odd that, you know, I've kind of got this, I'm on the St. Joe kick, and these guys happen to talk about it. And so I'm going to take a little... Lenten pilgrimage back to Houston tomorrow to go awesome, participate man. in the service. Nice. So hitting the gas on so that one. I was Woo! hitting the brakes. Now I'm hitting the gas. <laughs> oh man, that is that is neat. You shared it with us before the podcast, and now on the air, and uh, that's awesome, buddy. Cool. Well, guys, we uh, appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. Uh, if you do get any um, time, we would appreciate you rating, reviewing, or subscribing to the podcast, or passing it along to a fellow friend. Um, and until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Aye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel like this, your best life, won't you sing with?